0: This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to be joined by a brilliant physician leader. We're joined today by Dr. Thomas Spiegel. Dr. Spiegel is the Chief Quality Officer at the University of Chicago Medicine. The University of Chicago Health System and and Academic Medical Center is one of the elite, great health systems in the country. It also serves as a magnificent safety net community hospital as well. It really hits a duality of roles, but a brilliant place. We're joined by a brilliant leader, Dr. Spiegel, can you take a moment to tell us a little bit about yourself and your background?
1: Certainly, Scott. First of all, thank you for having me. I certainly appreciate that, and I appreciate the glowing introduction. I should have you do all of my introductions, but I'm very happy to be here. So as far as myself, I I just recently become the vice president and health system chief quality officer at UFC, like you said, at University of Chicago Medicine, excuse me. Uh, And prior to that, I had spent about uh, nine years running the emergency department as the medical director and then most recently as the the interim medical, the interim chief of emergency medicine. Uh, And then I transitioned to the the VP and the uh, health system CQO for UCM. Uh, Previously, and I know a lot of people say they have non-traditional backgrounds, but I think my background is a little bit more unique because before that decade, my first decade here at UCM, I spent a couple of decades uh, in hospitality leadership. I I worked for Marriott International for uh, 19 years and then did some consulting for them on top of that. So it was really about 20 years, so two full decades in leadership at uh, Marriott. So bringing both my leadership uh, background from the hospitality industry, combining that with my uh, leadership here in the healthcare industry over the past decade, decade and a half, uh, it really has, uh, it, it certainly brings me a unique perspective on where things are going.
0: Yes, thank you so much. And that's a fascinating background and perspective. Can you take a moment and tell us a little bit about how two decades in the hospitality interest industry and at Marriott, one of the great hotel chains in the country, one of the largest and best, impacts your view of how you
1: approach quality in healthcare. Can you talk about that? I certainly can. Um, in fact, I've spent a long time, for actually many years thinking about the, this exact topic. And I think one of the things, and I tell you that people at UCM are, are pretty tired of me saying the word Marriott, but I'm gonna throw it a couple of times into this conversation because I do think it is is uh, important. One of the things that Marriott does very, very well is that they really focus on their employees, so much so that they don't even call them employees. The, the word employee will, will never be used at that company. It's always everyone is each other's associate. So when we talk about associate healthcare benefits or associate breaks or anything you're doing with your team, it's just natural for me to say the word associate because after 20 years, that's it's just ingrained in you. And you think of think of people as teammates, as as true associates. And I think that is one of the aspects that I think we really need to indoctrinate more so in healthcare, which is very uh, the, the hierarchy in healthcare is sometimes rather stark. And in order to be effective, we need to break those those levels down. Uh, In the emergency department, I think that's a natural fit for me in terms of my clinical work, because you're elbow to elbow with everybody in the trenches, and there is not so much of that hierarchy as there is in some other parts of the hospital. But I think one of the key things that I've taken away from my years at Marriott, in fact, I have a whole talk I can give on on this subject, is that uh, supporting your employees, supporting your healthcare team, supporting your associates is really what management be focused on. And, and that doesn't seem to coincide with a healthcare leader who should be focused on the patients. My, my personal point of view as a healthcare leader is to focus on our team and the team will take care of the patients. Now, being in the quality role, of course, I'm also watching outcomes and, and processes and making sure that we are providing quality care to the patient. But my primary focus and I, what I believe healthcare leaders ought to be focused on is our team members and, and let the team members take care of our patients. Thank you. When
0: you look at sort of the big priorities in quality today, some systems are known for safety and quality, certainly in Chicago Medicine fits in that category. What are the big priorities as you look at the next year as we start 2023 for quality? What are the big
1: priorities? No, that, that's a great question. I think right now in the, uh, I don't know if it's, we can call it quite a post-COVID era or at least the uh, the concurrent COVID era, era with just moving on uh, as the new normal, I think people are are needing to take a big step back and say, all right, we've been through a tremendous ordeal over the past few years, and and where are things at? Where are things going? At UCM, we did a tremendous amount of work uh, throughout the entire system on high reliability on trying to incorporate a whole system quality aspect of, of the care that we provide. And then COVID kind of put a pause on a lot of those efforts because everyone was focused on COVID, which was perfectly appropriate. I think as I look forward to the next year, I look forward as the, probably the number one priority for me is to reinvigorate those efforts, to reinvigorate our high reliability at the system level. Yeah, whether you want to call it high reliability or the whole system quality is really taking the view that quality projects uh, aren't done in isolation. They, they shouldn't be done in isolation. We really need to take a system level view, sharing our learnings, really incorporating uh, what many call the learning healthcare system into just the way that we do business. So anytime we do a project, which you know projects are going to continue to happen, we take the learnings, disseminate them. We find out what the roadblocks were and make sure others prevent those in the future. And into any type of challenges that we encounter or making sure others are aware of so that we could all learn at the the same time. So reinvigorating the high reliability within UCM, I think is, is my top priority for this year.
0: But, but sort of, I, I sort of love that because it's, it's it's very true and honest as to where people are at the last couple of years and where they're at today. And I think reinvigorating is a fear for a choice because people the last couple of years have been so drinking from a fire hose, if they tell you they've been able to stay after every single objective in their system over the last couple of years when it's been an emergency situation, it, it's hard pressed for them to really do that or be telling the truth. And you, and you say it very clearly, reinvigorating. This question of ongoing quality improvement and then disseminating it through the organization how much of a challenge is this to balance the systems need to constantly be disseminating with having the right people in place throughout the organization? that are picking up on that and really utilizing it well and implementing it. How do you hit that right balance of systems to disseminate any improvements and then making sure people are engaged enough, not so exhausted, not so tired, attentive to it and really can pick up on
1: those things? Yeah, that's a great question. The, the, The plans that we're outlining right now, it really incorporates some of the things I was discussing earlier about looking at our frontline clinicians, whether they be nurses, whether they be techs, whether they be physicians, and every member of our healthcare team, they're out there on the front lines. We need to engage with them first. So, our approach that we're discussing right now is what I'm calling a frontline first approach, is that we go to the front lines. Uh, I know some healthcare systems say, you know, if, if you have 10,000 employees, you have 10,000 problem solvers. To really embrace that and to say, your opinion matters, what you have to say is what we want to hear because you know, we're not going to solve everything for, uh, around a conference table. We're going to solve them on the wards. We're going to solve them in the ERs. We're going to solve them in the clinics. And we need to know from the people doing the job, where are our opportunities? So the, it, it starts with a, a frontline first opportunity session and just hearing their thoughts. And there's going to be a whole lot of complaints and you know that things don't work. And we, we know all those things. We want to know those things and fix them, but we also have priorities. So if we the goal is to come in with a set of priorities to say, we need you to fix X, or we need to think about how can we how can we help you do your job better while addressing X? And X, of course, would be whatever the key priority is. So let's say length of stay, for example, how can we make the clinics turn around faster? How can we make the inpatient beds turn around faster? And who best to get that information from than the front line? And then at that point, once we've heard those, have their input in prioritizing them and getting our information back to them to say, hey, look, you gave us 20 great ideas. We don't have the bandwidth to do all 20. We want to, we'll put them on the long-term list, but we're gonna take your top three and we need your help in implementing them. So not only getting the ideas from them, uh, but also then having them part of the of the solution process. So then you go through your process engineering and, and all of the kind of lean methods or kaizans or whatever whatever process you want to use. Uh, but it, while engaging that front line, not only during the process, you know from the start during the process and then afterwards. And that the goal there, of course, is to not only be more effective, but also to lead to more sustainment, which I think has also been another challenge that that many healthcare systems have had. You know, you come in and do these. Great quality projects; everything looks great. And a year later, you come back and and there's not a word about any of the, these projects that were were uh, that you thought would be so successful. So I think from engagement to the project actual uh, process and then the and the sustainability, it really starts and ends at the front line. But your point on this has to be continuous and implemented.
0: Your point on when projects are done ad hoc. Like you, you talked about in some systems, a project was done last year, it's all about forgotten this year, and then you're not really building a great system. You're doing ad hoc projects, and that's nice, and it's fun for the time being, but you're not really building a great system. It's the constancy of bringing these things into sort of the everyday workers of the health system, and, and, and how, big, how important is that and how big a challenge is that?
1: I think it's it's critical and it's a it's a very big challenge. I think I'm gonna quote Don Burwick loosely because I don't have the quote in front of me, uh, but he he's quoted as having said that well-run airlines don't run on quality projects. Quality infuses everything they do every day. and uh, again, loosely quoted. but uh, that is really the the approach that I'm encouraging our teams to take. In fact, I, I used that quote just yesterday in a meeting, which is why it's top of mind. Uh, I think that we have to say, that as we, as we implement projects, the learnings we have, we have to disseminate them. And then, and it doesn't have to be the boring, long memos. It could be the short, fun kind of newsletters. It could be the team meetings, the team huddles. Uh, it's, it's consistently and continuously disseminating that information and reinforcing it. Again, going back to the front line saying, we want your ideas, we'd like to make your job easier, your, your opinions matter to us, so let's share them and let's all learn together.
0: Uh, fascinating and, and, and I love the Berwick quote. It, it's almost when people say you know we're now doing a cost reduction project. We're now doing a quality project. They have to be in great organizations managing cost, managing quality, Has to be ingrained in the organization every day. It, isn't that the case? It's got to be part of the ethos of the organization. We're going to run efficiently and we're going to be great. We've got to be constantly improving. It's not a project basis. It's really there are projects. But it's, but it's more constantly, uh, you know, a, a flywheel of constant quality, constant cost assessment.
1: Exactly. That, that's exactly right. It, it needs to be at the center of what we do. Uh, you know, we're here to provide health care to our, our patients, and that's, that's what we do. At the same time, as we focus on supporting our frontline teams to provide that care, our job is to be basically underneath of them, supporting them, giving them the tools and the skills, and the knowledge they need, and also the motivation that they need, we we ought to be there saying thank you. It doesn't it doesn't cost a dime to say thank you, uh, and we ought to be doing that. We ought to be doing that liberally. Thank you very
0: much, Dr. Spiegel. What a pleasure to visit with you today. Thank you so much for joining the Becker's Healthcare podcast. What a pleasure. Thank you very very much for joining us.
1: And thank you for the invite.